Episode 15 Munkombwe Death saves no sovereign Munkombwe Mukaniemba and Mwenda Lubi the youngest of the three Mukuni sisters screamed as they blindly felt around a smoke-filled room for an exit or way out the smoke stung their eyes and blocked their throats causing them to cough and suffocate Let us hold hands. Find the way out the door. Mukombwe warned her sisters, moving closer to the walls. Her elbows touched a section of the clay-clad wall which burned hot causing her to jerk her arm forward. Chacha, catch. Mukanyemba, the tallest of the girls shouted, tossing over to them clothes to cover their nose and mouths. as a way of lessening the choking smoke at that point mwendalubi began to cry and controllably realizing the intensity of the situation are we going to die she asked mungombwe her voice muffled by the cloth let us find a door mungombwe tried to recall her training reaching out to the inner warrior inside her The girls had gone to bed early that day after finishing their chosen nightly devotions. The next thing they knew was the roof above their heads was burning as a thick smoke obstructed their vision. Kuno! Oh Kuno! Here! Mukanyemba screamed, her voice coming from the opposite end of the room. Between them, the thatched roof was beginning to curve in. just a matter of time before suffocation and burning twashika we are coming munkombwe said carrying her little sister she treaded on the burning floors towards the exit the two sisters pulled the door open except it couldn't they banged against it with screaming and pleading as the roof gave in from the outside they could hear voices Pray my children. It was a voice they would recognize in a million lifetimes. They knew their mother, life and health was just behind the metallic veil before them. A copper chain rode several times around the door, shutting it closed from the outside. This was personal. This was a direct attack on the royal household. It wasn't an easy task to bend these thatched houses. Gonya and other volunteers gathered axes and daggers to cut through the clay avoiding the door and the other pivotal walls of the building creating a hole through which she pulled her cousins out The girls gasped for air with thankful spirits Life was never more precious the air never more fresher they embraced their mother with a renewed appreciation for life Who do such a thing? Gonya wondered aloud as the challenge caved in. 3 months after the Makololo challenge, the king gathered the heads of all the defense and security forces of the kingdom in Nabenzu. This was the first impromptu meeting after the assassination attempt on the royal household. My children, my little girls have been threatened. He began 
as soon as the last of the leaders settled down. All of you have one task, to ensure the safety of every single person in this kingdom. Someone knows something, surely. If I may, we have three suspects. The ten belonged to Siaton Tola, the Valley Tonga and blacksmith. Although the neighbors are saying it was stolen a month ago, Gonya informed the meeting. And who are the other two? The Queen Mother inquired. The Makololo Induna Lubasi and Chibiabusiku. Chibiabusiku Akuli. Which Chibiabusiku? He is innocent. You have no right to enter and search my house. When Dambeli viciously breathed, hitting his stick against the floor, unable to control his anger. He never leaves the house. Sunuaiti Gwebubi. How can you be sure to accuse him today? Eyewitnesses saw him carrying a burning piece of wood across the kingdom. I had sent him to my field to smoke out a snake from a hole in the middle of the field. But you just said he never leaves home. Plus he has a death sentence for practicing witchcraft. Uveji! I have seen your people snooping around my businesses, wishing to find something to bring me to death. How dare you bring Chibiyawosiku into this? The Induna, the Induna, how does he come in? The king disturbed the bickering. He and your daughter Mukanyemba were secret lovers. Until about three months ago, when they had a falling out, he sent various threats against her, and she fears he carried them out. He was also a close friend of the Makololo warrior that was killed in the duel. I see. Are we sure these are the only suspects? Disappointingly, the king asked, unable to believe that his daughters didn't come to him or share their fears with him. As far as he knew, he was a good father. He wondered how he missed all of this. No, mommy. The members of the rebellion are beginning to gather now that Mujima is his back. Any one of them would have done it, Gonya answered, her eyes on the prime minister. Why wasn't this information shared with us? Other members of the security council began to inquire. Episode 16 Muzilikazi, your rule is as good as your best advisors. In the south, the advancing Debele set camp away from the Transvaal. Their king, Muzilikazi, a former general in Shaka Zulu's army, sharpened his spear against a river rock. Old but mighty, the legend had great exploits that seemed like pure fiction to spectators. He had cat-like reflexes and fighting skills that once earned him the title of general and now king. Across his left cheek was a scar, a wound from a battle that almost costed him an eye. Although victorious and well known for acts of valor, he still chose his battles wisely. Baba, we can settle here. 
There's a peace that settles my troubled heart. When your time comes to lead, be very careful who you surround yourself with. King Muzilikazi warned his oldest son, Lubengula, turning the sharpened spear to its side, a trick he had learned from his former master and now current pursuer. Are we far from him? One of the guards says he heard you calling his name in the night, Baba. Lubengula, the good heir, was worried of the burdens his father carried. It seemed every conversation they had these days revolved around taking the throne. In all honesty, Lubengula wanted a simple life for himself and the love of his life, Momochisenga. I have seen many moons, my son. Sometimes I worry far too many. What I think of mustn't concern you. But it does, Baba. We can call this place Matevere land. We can settle here. The grass here is greener. The Mashona have already offered their allegiance. There is something I want you to see. Mzilikazi rode. His reputation spread far and wide. He had conquered the conquerors, defeated the lethal Roswe forces, and set up tributary kingdoms across the southern plains. Even Shakazulu had heard of the exploits of his fugitive general. Ehaina Baba, I don't understand, Lubengula confessed. They stood above a cliff overlooking the rolling fields of green on one hand and the army training on the other. In a further distance, a hyena appearing to be marking its territory. Watch closely. Every time before settling down, watch how he clears his surroundings of possible threats. I didn't know that. I didn't think of that. Duvengula admitted. His father was a wise individual, although he wouldn't say that to his face. He looked up to him. He knew what kind of might he was capable of. You cannot afford to be sloppy. We shall establish Matebele land, but we shall clear the surrounding of impurities first. The army of archers and exceptional spearmen sharpened their spears in ready for combat. They took no captives, they left no enemy behind, leaving only earth and blood. The archers would shoot an arrow blindfolded through several heights, an open reed and secular structures. The general loved impossible situations and thinking outside the box. He taught his army to use their surroundings, their advantage, rivers, rains, deserts, hills. Perpetual preparedness was the anthem of his soldiers. No wonder they set up camp on a hill to watch and see enemies and prevent surprise attacks. Engulf your enemy. We call this the cowhorn formation. He darted to his generals in a war room as they prepared for an attack on a new enemy, King Mukuni Siankondo. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, to our little money, Mukuni. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, to our little money, Mukuni. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, to our little money, Muku